about six months ago, uh, on the Sunday before Thanksgiving, I preached a message called Thankful. Six months before that, I preached the same message about being thankful. And about six months before that, I preached the same message about being thankful. Well, six months after Thanksgiving this past, I'm going to preach to you today the same word. Because this word is vitally important. Am I on? Yellow. This word is vitally, vitally, vitally important. And... Um, I made this comment the last time I preached this. It was just a, it was just a, a thought of wisdom for the day. If you're taking notes, you ought to write this down. Anything permitted increases. Anything that you permit will increase, whether good or bad, negative or positive. It doesn't matter what it is. Whatever you permit and you declare to be proper to enter into your life is what will increase. So sit there and think about that for a second. Think about that for a moment. What do you permit day to day? What thoughts do you allow? What thoughts do you allow to remain in your mind? It's something that you're thinking about right now. What's going on in your mind right now as we sit here that could be something that on, on a day-to-day basis distracts you from embracing the truth of God and doing something with the truth that you have? Just think about it. Whatever you permit will increase. So, I want to I read. I want to read the definition of a couple of words that are synonyms of of thankful. Grateful is one. Being appreciative is another. Um, honoring is another synonym for the word thankful. And just a couple of definitions of of a couple of these words. Uh, The word appreciate. To appreciate is to be thankful without obligation. In other words, it's your idea. To appreciate is to be thankful without obligation. You know, when when you're a kid... And you did something, and uh, and you got corrected by a parent, and they they made you do a specific thing, and be thankful that if you had parents that made you do things, be thankful for it, because today you're a better person. Back then you didn't think so, but today you are. Amen. Be thankful for parents that made you. <laughs> they forced you to be thankful, because. Because if not, then you're left to your own ways, and whatever seems right is what becomes a way of life for you, you know, and that's destructive. So, to be thankful without obligation, 
The word grateful is to be thankful, to be grateful for something, is to be thankful without regret, to be thankful without regret, or without being possessive or selfish. To be grateful is to be thankful without regret or without being possessive or selfish. To be thankful without being possessive or selfish. Remember, whatever you permit is what will increase. So you permit selfishness and it will increase. You permit ungratefulness and ungratefulness will increase. But the great truth is, you permit thankfulness, and you choose to be thankful, and it'll increase. Man, we can go home right now. Because hmm? everybody sitting in here today, me included, needed to hear that. Wow. And our, our, our biggest, our largest, most in encompassing reason that we're not thankful has to do with people. Well, I could be if and I could be if but pastor, you don't know. You got to get the uh, if and the but out. Right? Because, I mean, honestly, because really what we want, notice, notice these definitions. And here's something that you've got to see before we go on. To be thankful without regret or without being possessive or selfish means that your thankfulness is not conditional. It means that you have the freedom to be thankful for everything, no matter what anyone else does. And you know, the truth of the matter is, we just kind of live our lives wanting other people to pay for their mistakes. And we want to make sure that God hasn't forgotten what they've done. So we keep kind of a tally over here in case God might forget, because you know, God's got a lot of people to take care of He might forget. And so, like, he needs your and my help to make sure that people, you know, don't get away with stuff. And I'll just tell you this, the more concerned you are about someone else getting away with something, the more concerned you're going to be about people getting away with something. And the more concerned you are about people getting away with something, and that's where your focus is, then your focus isn't on the right thing. And you can't increase. You can increase in that and in the negative realm, but you'll never increase in the realm of being positive and being thankful and being on top of situations. And the scripture is really clear about it. So let's just look at a few of them. In Ephesians 4 and verse 22, I want you to see... Verse 22, we'll, we'll back up, um, just back up to verse 20, 
real quickly. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard Him and have been taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Listen to me. Thankfulness is a weapon. When you begin to see being thankful as a weapon, then you can take off and you can put on the things that are not good and put on the things that are right. And it happens through having a grateful and a thankful and an appreciative heart. And then what happens is the past guilt or the the past shame or the unforgiveness or things of the past begin to fall off of you, but you have the weapon and the power, which is your tongue, to thank God and rejoice and give Him praise. And and in in the process of doing that on a day-to-day basis, you're putting off things, but you're putting on things. Father, I thank You today that Your Word is true to me. Lord, I thank You that, that Your Word says... That the entrance of your word brings light and life. Lord, I'm thankful today that my eyes see, that my ears, my spiritual ears are hearing, that my heart is beginning to understand. Lord, I thank you today that this this unforgiveness that that I've held on to for so long, I thank you today that it's being stopped in its tracks through my praise and my thanksgiving, my gratefulness to how great that, that you are. See, because the issue is people... And you can't make people do right. And the more you do, the worse it gets. But you can make yourself right by putting off and putting on, based on this scripture right here. When you put off and you put on and you stay with it, and you don't give in to the difficult things, you face the difficult issues with praise and with thanksgiving and gratefulness and a right attitude and you face it and you face it and you stay with it, one day you realize that thing is off of you and a new thing is on you. And that new thing that gets on us is a result of praise and thanksgiving for how great that God is. Because I'm telling you today, God is great. And He has so positioned you to be set free in this life, and and He gave you this book. And in this book are His ways of doing and being right, and we got to work it out. Man. And you know what? It's not something that He left. He didn't leave you this book, and now you go figure it out on your own. He left you this book to work it out with His Spirit, with the revelation of this word, with all of heaven backing up. If God said it, it's going to happen because God can't lie. And it doesn't matter how it looks today. I don't care how many other people died of something or gave in or quit their life and quit the walk with God. It doesn't matter how many people have turned their back and gone in a different direction. I'm telling you, if God said it, it can be done. But you got to put the word in your mouth and you got to begin to declare how great He is and begin to thank Him and praise Him. And it'll take things off and it'll put new things on. 
And you know, you know when you know when you'll realize it? One day when you're when you're just not cussing someone down that you haven't liked all your life. Wow, they don't bother me anymore. But I'm telling you, that just won't go away. <laughs> I know because I had hatred in my heart, deep seated in my heart. I had things and bitterness and unforgiveness and things inside of me, and it didn't just go away. Hmm? And I danced around it, talked around it, tried to act like it wasn't a big deal, tried to ignore it, justified my actions, blamed what they did, and, and, and I was the victim, and what they did to me, and all those kind of things. I did all that. Still didn't work. At the end of the day, you're still the one suffering, and then your suffering is being passed down to people around you, children, other family members. If you're a pastor of a church, other people, that stuff's going to filter down to you if you don't work it out and you don't make it right. And it won't just go away. You've got to develop a thankful heart and realize that, you know what? I've got to take some things off and I've got to put some things on, but I can't do it in my own ability. And actually, actually, the harder you try to do that, you know what I used to do? Okay i got to get rid of this thing. So I need to go find this person and get, no, no, no. Most of the time, going to other people is the last thing you do. It's the last thing. You know why? Because when you go find the person, because of what God's been working out inside of you, and you go to them, and you tell them something, and then they spit in your face, and then you duke it out with them, then what, what good is that? You understand? Going to the people, unless God's clearly showed you that is usually the last thing you work it out within yourself you make it right with you you forgive them and act like what they did they never did you see and it doesn't mean that there's not the memory of certain things but the memory isn't what rules your life who you are in God today is what rules you can you say amen Philippians 4 and verse 6 I'm just going to give you four things that you can't be when you're thankful. Philippians 4, 6. <clears throat> be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Okay? When you're thankful, you can't be anxious. Because thankful won't share its place with anxious. Thankful would destroy anxious. Be anxious. Here's a command. Be anxious for nothing. What does anxious mean? Worried? Fretful? Full of care? Full of anxiety? He said be, be that way in nothing. But he didn't say just don't be that way. He said, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes your mind, your understanding, will stand guard. It will be like an armed soldier that will protect you against the onslaught of the junk that's out there. Now, did it say here that all anxiety in the world will go away? No, in fact, the more you choose to not be anxious, the more anxious opportunities will come your way. Look at your neighbor and say, he's right about that. Amen? Promise you. I mean, I can guarantee you. And that, that's, not, that's, not a, 
that's not a, a, a negative expectation for bad things to happen. I'm telling you, there's a devil out there, and the only power and ability he has is to come to you to try to convince you that being thankful won't work. That's all he has. And if he can convince you of that, then he's won. You know why? Because you'll, you'll give it up, and you'll quit allowing your mouth to praise and worship and, and acknowledge the greatness of God because you're not seeing something change today, okay? I'm telling you, some of, some of the deep-seated things in my life took years for change, years. Oh, thanks, Pastor, you know? I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just saying it took me a while to really become thankful. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Right? I mean, that's your attitude. Our attitude is we, we, we want to retaliate, and we want to make sure that people pay for what they've done, but in, in the meantime, we're praying. Well, that's the way it works. You know, you, you, you'll, you'll probably hold on to and keep certain things for a certain period of time, but just keep praising Him. And I'm telling you, one day it'll be off, and new things will be on. It's the way God works. Like the Scripture we read in Deuteronomy, it's your choice. You choose the blessing of God that's already been set up, or you choose the curse that's already been set up out there. We choose to disobey the commands of God. We choose not to be thankful. Then you just keep rubbing up against the curse. So many people think, I mean, you know, well, you know, I used to think the same thing, but so many people think that they're going to just skirt around a situation and do their own thing and everything's going to be fine. But what you're skirting around is what God said get rid of. But he's given you the way to get rid of it. You just have to choose to do it. And you know what? I don't know about you, but being thankful sometimes can be kind of tiring, boring, monotonous, and I don't want to do it. God, I just want to be mad today. I want to type this email out to them and send it to them. And, and, you know, just make sure you don't hit the send button. Because, you know, I've typed some of those emails out and had to delete them. And then typed it out again and deleted it. Because it's not going to work. All you're going to do is stir up more stuff and more stuff. And what, the problem is what you just typed out is what's in you. And you've got to get that out. You've got to get it off of you. And it's going to come through praise. And thanksgiving and being grateful and appreciative for how great God is. Not appreciative for what someone's done to you. Come on, that's just dumb. We're not going to be appreciative for what the ugliness that people have done. We're appreciative of how great God is. And he's liberating you and freeing you as you allow this praise to be in your mouth. So you cannot be thankful and anxious at the same time. Ephesians 4 and in verse, starting with verse 17. <clears throat> this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feelings have given themselves over to lewdness to work all cleanness and greediness. 
you can't be, you can't remain in darkness and be thankful at the same time. Because thankfulness will deliver your mind of things that it doesn't need. You can't remain in darkness and be thankful at the same time. What I'm trying to tell you is that thankfulness is a weapon. And if you'll put it to work, it'll destroy elements of darkness. There's a question, and to go, go look at this uh, later, uh, Matthew 6 and, and about uh, 19 through 23, somewhere in there. Uh, you, you'll find this verse, and you've got to find it in the Amplified. But, but the question is this. It says, if the light that is in you is darkened, the question is, how deep is the darkness? And that's a question that you and I have to ask. Well, okay, if there's, because what is darkness? It's areas of our soul that have not been renewed by the Word because we haven't chosen or it hasn't been time for that area to be renewed, okay? But when it's time, we have to make a choice to do it, and I'm telling you, where the darkness flees is where your mouth is thankful and you're acknowledging the greatness of God. And, and you might sit there and ask, okay, so how do you do it and how often do you do it and, and what, what, what do you do? I mean, you, you have 24 hours a day, seven days a week to be thankful. Yeah, but Pastor, I mean, I've got to, I've got to work and I've got a family and yeah. And, and, and at work, it, there's people, and your family, there's people, and every conversation is with another person, and you have a choice right there to choose to be thankful in those moments and in those times. And the more thankful you are, and the more you acknowledge it. I mean, you might, be, you might have been in a conversation with someone, and things got stirred up, and then you get in your car and you're driving somewhere. Take the opportunity to just thank God for how great He is. Lord... I'm really ticked at this situation. I mean, God knows you are. It's just good to tell him. You understand what I'm saying? It's not like, he, you know, he, he like falls off the throne because he realized that you got upset. I mean, he knows you're upset, okay? But when you say, you know what, Lord, you know I'm upset. You know this situation. I don't like it. But you know what? Today, I choose to release that person, and I choose to begin to thank you for how awesome that you are. Thank you for what you've done for me. Start filling your mind with all the good things that God has done, how he's delivered you, and one good thing after another that you can think about. Because remember what I said at the beginning, whatever you tolerate is what will increase. So you come out of a situation like that, and you continue to meditate on what that person said, and you start stewing. Man, you grab your cell phone, you're driving down the road, and you call somebody, and you, <clears throat> Brian, let me tell you what so-and-so did. My gosh, I was just in this meeting, and I'm telling you, I'm fed up with the guy. Right? Okay? Why? Because you didn't take the time to be thankful. And so what's happened is there's some areas of darkness that are there and you're allowing that to remain. In fact, you're strengthening that area of darkness by the words of your mouth because you didn't choose to get in the car. Okay, you're ticked, you're frustrated. We're not, we're not denying all that stuff. We're letting God know that we are. And then you begin to thank him for how great he is. You say, well, are you sure that will work? <laughs> Only you can be, you know, the one that can decide that if you choose to try it. And you know what? Trying is not a real faith-filled word, but you know what? you got to start with try. Every human being has got to start with try. So it'll go from try 
to a little more convinced to where, you know what, I'm not going to just try this today. I can't live without this. And then a little bit more to where true faith arises in that area where you've got that thing under your feet. And man, when you've got a situation under your feet, you know how much easier it is to get other situations? Because just because you get one thing under your feet doesn't mean you're going to have the dominion and authority to overrule another situation, but the more convinced you become, the more it becomes a part of your life, and you put the word first, and all of a sudden it begins to destroy that. And you know, some things are harder than others. They take longer to deal with. Every time you make a choice to do something right, opportunity to do something wrong is going to come from maybe two, three, four, five, six different directions and try to hammer you. But you know what? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. No matter what comes, what he's already accomplished has already prepared us and empowered us to overcome every situation. Bible says that we are more than conquerors through him and we are world overcomers who are overcoming as we continue to have faith and trust in what he said instead of the way things look. Amen? And that's what praise will do. Praise and thanksgiving will do that and accomplish it. You can't... Uh, go, go back to that Ephesians verse. I like this. I mean, what did I say? Uh... That's the wrong. You know, that's right. No, the fourth verse. Yeah. Look at Philippians. That's what I was messed up on. Philippians 4 in verse 4. Philippians 4 and 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, what? Rejoice. Let your unselfishness, one translation says, that the, the, the Amplified says, let your unselfishness be known to all men for the Lord is at hand. You cannot be selfish and thankful at the same time. That's a big one. That's a big one. You can't be, you can't, you can't be meditating and thinking in the form of self-preservation and be thankful at the same time. Because I'm telling you, God's got your back, He's got your front, He's got both sides. He's got your life covered. You have the ability to be thankful and lay your life down for the good of other people. Even, even, what I've realized now in 35 years, that I can lay my life down for someone else, even when I know they're wrong. <laughs> you know what happens? When you lay your life down for someone else, when you know they're wrong, <laughs> sometimes a little bit past that, you find out they were right. <laughs> but you, you know, I was convinced they were, they were wrong. See, the more your thinking changes, the more you begin to think like other people from their perspective instead of just from your own selfish perspective. It really begins to change marriages. When, we th when, when, when both of the spouses begin to think more from their from their partner's perspective, the wife from the male mind and the, and the male from the female mind, which is really difficult for the males, you know, for, for, a, for a male man, <laughs> to think like a female man, whoo, Lord, help me Jesus, and I've said that a thousand and one times. But you know what? He's already done it. He's already empowered us. We can think.
like our wives. We can. And wives, you can understand your husbands from their perspective. You can. We can do it. See, if we're left, if we're just left our own devices and our own way of thinking, that'd be one thing. We got the Holy Ghost. We got the Word of God. We got all of heaven backing us up. All of heaven. We can do this thing. But you can't be selfish and thankful. So what will thankfulness do? It will destroy selfishness. It puts it off and you put on you put on unselfishness. Wow. And there's a bunch of things, but the fourth thing I have is um, forgetful. And I'm, not ta- I'm just talking about forgetting things, but being forgetful of how great God is. You can't be forgetful and thankful at the same time. Watch Psalm 103. Psalm 103. And verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. I bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all of my iniquities. He heals all of my diseases. He's redeemed my life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles, and on and on and on. You just take things, I forget none of his benefits. That's what you need to be declaring in your thank. Father, I thank you that I'm the healed in Christ Jesus today. Lord, I thank you that you've redeemed me from the pit of destruction. Lord, where I'd be today without you and what you've done in my life. Lord, where my life would be in my family. I wouldn't even have a family had it not been for you and what you've done in me. Those kinds of things. We've got to be in a position where we're declaring those things. So that we're not forgetful for how great that God really is. Because I tell you what, it's easy to become that way. In the world, society that we live in, I'm telling you what, this last week was, it was a barn burner. This was a rough week for humanity. After all that happened in Boston and in Waco and Several other places here in the United States, and did you hear about the, the earthquake in China? You know, in, in that area where, they, where it killed, I don't know how many, hundreds about five years ago. I think maybe the last count was a couple hundred people that were killed there again, and all kinds of people injured and hurt, you know. I mean, just an attack against humanity. But you know what? I choose, I'm not talking about not being sensitive and not helping and doing whatever we can do to be a blessing to people, to pray for people in those, those kinds of situations. But we can't stay focused there. we got to focus on how great God is and be thankful. So as you're praying for the people in Boston and the families that, I mean, that little boy that, you know, that that bomb was set right next to that little eight-year-old boy and he was killed and his mother lost a leg and I mean just or, or how, whatever happened I mean just horrible things and can allow your mouth to be thankful for still how great God is we don't you know people that blame God for those kind of situations they don't understand that man with the authority of God has been left in charge in the earth and that's why things like this happen because people are so screwed up in the mind you see? But, but we're not against anybody. We're here to be here for all of humanity so things like this don't happen. How many of you, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you thought this this week? 
I mean, who can you trust? See, the thoughts come to your mind. I mean, who can you trust? I mean, how deep is this going to go? I mean, could this happen in our city? Could this happen here? In the... And see, if we focus on those kind of things and we focus on the negative, I'm telling you, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Some ugly things happened to people created in the image of God on this planet, whether they're saved or not, they were still created in the image of God, and we've got to pray for these people and do whatever we can do to be a blessing and understand and pray for, for their hurts and their loss. And I mean, it was just an, it was an injustice. Several of these things that happened were injustice. It was an injustice. And I'm telling you, my God is the God of justice. You understand? He will justify His people. He already has through Christ Jesus. So, it's not that we're not there for, for people when, in times of need, but we can't focus on that and allow the media and, and all the other things that are going on, and you know, now they're going to put a camera in front of your house and in your bedroom, and I mean, you know, there's no, no telling where, the, where all these kind of things are going to end, but they're not the answer. God's the answer, and we have to remember that, and it comes through our hearts and minds being thankful and rem- remembering what the benefits of God are and not forgetting those benefits. Yes? Can you say amen to that? I'm telling you, and, and I, I, I wrote this down, the power of thankfulness gets your mind off of fruitless meditation and over onto power thoughts of good toward people. The power of thankfulness gets your mind off of fruitless meditation and over onto power thoughts for the good of other people. That's what thankfulness does. I'll leave that with you today, to think and meditate. And, and, and I want to I leave you, I didn't give you all this scripture, but I want to leave you with this scripture today. I just got to find it. Just came up in my ah, First Thessalonians five, very short verse. Uh, very short, three verses. Um, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And in everything, give thanks. First Thessalonians five sixteen seventeen and eighteen. Rejoice always, verse 16. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. And verse 18, in everything give thanks. Watch this. For this is the will of God in Christ for you. Yeah, Pastor, I just know what the will of God is for my life. Right there. Right there. Rejoice, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. And you know what will happen? Everything else in your life will line up. I mean, I'm telling you, that's how absolute that God is about His commandments. These are commandments right here. Pray without ceasing. Uh, What is it? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. It's commandments of God. And He said if you'll do them and you'll obey that, day to day, week to week, month to month, year in, year out, you'll obey that all the time. His will will be manifested in your life, and things will evolve and open up in ways that you never dreamed. Amen? So today... What you tolerate and what you permit is what will increase in your life. And I just tell you, 
you've, you've been given the weapon to be able to change what is increasing and advancing in your life. And we're so privileged to know and understand this weapon of praise and thanksgiving and gratefulness and appreciation for how great that our God is. Heavenly Father, today we thank you for your presence. We thank you for the word of God, for the truth of your word today. We thank you, Lord, that the truth of that word that has been preached today will never stop. And Lord, I'll never stop teaching this. Multiple times, several times a year, I'll never stop preaching how important it is to be thankful. And we worship you. We thank you so much for everything that you've done for your son, Jesus, who has liberated us and positioned us and put us in a place. He's put us in this place to be the overcomers that you created us to be. That was your vision for humanity in the garden. And Adam and Eve walked in it for a short period of time. But Jesus brought what they, let, what, what they gave up he brought it back because you had never changed your mind when you gave us authority in the earth. And we're overcomers who are not just talking about being overcomers and not overcoming, but we're overcoming the world by our faith and trust in what you've accomplished and what you've done. And we'll put it to work day in and day out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.